Hello, everyone. We are back with this week's episode of Nash and Pine Sports Chat. I'm your host, as always, Wilson Times sports reporter Andrew Schnitker. Joining me today, sports editor Paul Durham. Paul, we've got some uh, some surprises in store to talk about this week. We got some hot hoops to talk about this week. Yeah, these are popping up all over. Well, when we when we looked last week at our schedule for this week and where we were going to go and what we were going to do, we obviously the you know the biggest one we looked at was the Hunt Fike basketball games last night, and we you know I was going to cover the girls game, and we thought that that probably wouldn't be a close game. Hunt Fight Girls probably wouldn't be a close game. And we were right about that. Yeah, it's. Uh, but what we've talked about all year is the Hunt Girls are better than they've played. And boy, they they came in full force last night. The Hunt, it's a Hunt did, has kind of been turning a corner of late, delivered a resounding statement last night, beat Fike 65-37, a, you know, one loss fight. One loss fight. Uh, well, one one loss in Quad County. Now they're they have four losses overall. Right, right. But yeah, the the first Quad County loss of the year for Fike. Fike coming off that big win against Southern Wayne, and you know Marcus Johnson, um, their coach talked about you know we got to take it one game at a time. We can't overlook anybody in this conference. A pretty um, brutal, visceral demonstration of that point for Fike last night. Yeah, I mean, you know, that we've said all year, you know, I don't know what's wrong with Hunt. They've got talent. They've got a collection of talented players, um, athletes at the very least, and they just haven't gotten it together. And they've been getting it together. And, boy, last night it really came together for them. And it seems like they, they just sort of broke Fike's will. It's, it's obviously a really bad night for Fike, too. I mean, Jamaria Freeman doesn't score at all. That's not a good night. Yeah. Um, you know, that's I guess that's what they say. That's why they play the games. Quad County Conference is getting a lot interesting. I mean, Hunt's probably a little too far out, but I mean they're what five and three, so four and three. They're four, four and three, three in conference now. They'll, um, you know, they're within striking distance in the conference. I guess uh, they they have to keep playing well to do it. But I mean, this whole this whole race is now turned around because of that. Because fight one at Southern Wayne, well, all they do is hold serve here in Wilson when the Saints come up here and the conference champs. Well, not so fast. Yeah, now it's now it's going to be a little more interesting than that. Um, I, yeah, I think it's a little bit too. F- it'd be a bit of a tough hill to climb for Hunt to win the conference. For one thing, they've already got a a, a bit a blowout loss to Southern Wayne. Well, um, I mean, not if they keep playing like this. No, that's then. true. If they but went I'm, out then. Well, they went out, yes, because they, they, the they would be they would be well. You would need. I mean, now they still need fight to lose to somebody else and Southern Wayne too. Because Southern Wayne also has one. Well, Southern Wayne and Fike are going to have, if they lose to Fike again, they'll have three losses. That's true, yeah. No, but I mean, the the big thing for Hunt right now is I think you've got plenty of chance to do, you know, similar to at least what you did last year and finished in that top three or four of the conference with a decent mark and make it to the state playoffs because Hunt's five and ten overall, but the thing about Hunt's overall record is you're not really going to find a tougher non-conference schedule than what they played with playing Rocky Mount twice, Beddingfield twice, and D.H. Conley twice in this area. I mean, that's yeah. a brutal road. But, no, I'm you know, I mean, I think Hunt's kind of find that winning formula. You know, I talked to Lorraine Creech last night talking about, um, you know, star big Kayla Haley for Hunt. She's like, you know, we kind of figured out she's the biggest girl in the conference, and, we you know, we've just got to get it 
inside to her. She had a really good game last night. She had 17. I mean, Hunt, the, the biggest things Hunt was, I mean, they ran this, you know, 3-2 matchup zone that just gave Fike fits. I mean, they could not get anything going against it. And then they really, you know, controlled the inside game, the boards, the paint. They said Kayla had a really good game. She, I think she had 17 points. Gracelyn Wolzen had a double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Um, season high in points for her. And then Taija Taylor running the point. Uh, she had 15 points, hit a couple big threes. And she also had six assists. So I think that speaks to that, you know, cohesiveness as a unit that Hunt's been striving to get. She also hit a big unsolicited three-pointer at the buzzer. Yeah, she, she went for a little uh, exclamation <laughs> point, a deep three at the buzzer that she fired home. So there certainly will be... Um, there will be no shortage of intrigue when Hunt and Fike meet again at Fike in February. Well, I can say this. When the rematch comes, Fike just needs to be focused on uh, why they played so poorly overall, not the fact that she threw up a three-pointer. Whoa, correct. Because <laughs> that that's, that's, that, that's going to be a recipe for a repeat of what happened. Right. But no, and, and and the thing is, you know, we talk about what this means for Hunt. And, I, I, you know, I want to make I don't want to make this all about what Fike didn't do because Hunt played a really good game. But, I mean, you're right. Fike was not themselves. They weren't getting out in transition and well, running. They, they got down on the road at Southern Wayne, down 11 in the fourth quarter, and they came back. Huge win for them. But, I mean, did that kind of expose maybe Fike? Because Fike hasn't really been behind like that big in a game. Yeah, it, well, and it's funny, too, because Hunt was up 10 after halftime, but I kind of kept sitting there in the third quarter just waiting for that switch, the, the switch to flip and Fike to make that run. And instead... Hunt outscored them 17-3 to in the third quarter, pretty much just put the game away. Yeah, I mean, and, and Coach Johnson, a fight, you know, he didn't really come out and say it. It sounded like maybe some of his players weren't feeling the best. Um, he also he also um, made it very clear he didn't want to use that as an excuse. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, and, and to his credit, he didn't. But, you know, it, you start looking for reasons, not excuses. And I right. mean, that definitely could be a reason. Obviously, it's not going to change the fact that Hunt whooped fight last night, but... Um, you know, moving forward, maybe that was just a one-off for, for the Lady Demons. Well, and I don't think it has to be anything more than that right now. I mean, you definitely got to come back focused, um, ready, you know, to make a statement against Wes Johnston at home. Oh, man, we're um, in late January. You got to pick it up and go with right, the next right, day. Right, right, you, right. You can't let it, you can't, you know, they, people talk about this like with, you know, like we, like we see it with like the ACC hoops, like if, you know, State or Duke or Carolina loses an emotional game to the other. You know, you can't let it beat you more than once. You got to get rid of it and come yeah. back out. That so th this doesn't have to be anything more than a one-off for Fike. They they can still do everything they want. They can still win the conference. They can still get a high yeah they're, seed they're, in the three A East play. Especially because I think if Hunt keeps playing the way that they have they have been at the end of the year, this isn't going to be that bad of a loss on the road. No, it's I, you know, it's it's not going to be that bad of a loss for for fight, and you know they still can control their destiny. They went out, they win the conference. Exactly. So. They they beat Southern Wayne because that that involves beating Southern Wayne at home. So yeah, they they would be all set if they did that. But moving on to the other game last night, um, less interesting matchup just given the way the season's going for the two teams, Hunt and Fike boys. Hunt finally gets a badly needed win to snap a five-game losing streak. They beat Fike 52-46. to Hunt improves to 2-5 and five in the Quad County. Fike drops to 1-6. Uh, 
it's go time for both of those teams, and only the Warriors Smith- took a step right now. Right. Only know? say what well, we were just saying. Only Smithfield Selman stands between <laughs> Hunt and Fike in the cold. Yeah. The cold, the cold seller, seller of the Quad County Conference. Yeah, Triple S is a thin layer of gabardine <laughs> separating the <laughs> oh, demons man. right now. But, yeah, I mean, it's go time for those teams. I mean, Fike and Hunt, if they want to do anything beyond the regular season, they got to get going. Hunt took a step last night. Let's see how it works out. Obviously, Hunt was, you know, <laughs> defending champion, and a lot of people thought they would win it again. Um Things just haven't really worked out for I mean, the Warriors the, so the, far. They've, they're still, you know, Coach Taylor told me in November, I hope by Christmas my team's ready to, you know, have it together and turn the corner. I don't think they're quite there yet, but at least they know what they're working with now, which is, you know, they're just going to have to scrap for every win they get. Well, and I, but I think it's somewhat similar to what we've talked about, like with the Barton women, for instance. Like, you can't, you don't lose what Hunt loss from last year and reasonably expect not to take a step back. Now, did anybody, myself included, expect Hunt to take as much of a step back as it has, especially with Drew Pittman still there? Well, no. I, yeah. But they, I mean, but I mean, they lost a bevy of talent from last yeah, year's but team. They have had a scoring drought um, in recent games. I mean, barely getting above forty points on in many occasions in the last few weeks. I don't have their schedule right in front of me. But, I mean, that's been their big problem. They haven't been able to score at all um, in recent games. And, um, you know, that's, that's a malaise that a team can fall into and they can get out. Um, I don't know where the problem was. Was it poor shots, just missing shots? Well, you yeah. know, like the, the main game that I saw was the one against East Wake. And he, I said East Wake was running that zone. Yeah, they, they, couldn't, they just couldn't set up the good shots. They couldn't get the ball inside, which is what – most teams want to do is get that inside out going to kind of set up those open shots and what Hunt was able to do so well last year with guys on the inside like Davon McCann and uh, Jeremiah Williams setting up guys like Tyshawn and Drew Clay and Drew Pittman on the outside so I mean you know Hunt sort of ran through those matchup zones last year right yeah too much athleticism so, yeah, I mean, they'll have to figure it out. Um, they still have some pretty good players, some veteran players that, even though they're young, they've been there. They've won the conference championship. Drew Pittman, um, you know, Jordan Scott, uh, Austin Joyner, obviously a freshman, um, had a big game last night uh, to help the, the Warriors win. So, I think the Warriors still got to get it the click. Yeah, and they've got a big game on Friday against at CBA Cock, a team they've already lost to at home. Yeah, now that's a game that can turn your season around right there. Right, and it's it's huge for CBA. I mean, every game's big for CBA Cock right now because they're locked right in that Quad County race. You've got well, they're e- they're not in first place. No, East Wake is, fir- East is first Wake. at six and zero, oh, but CBA Cock is six and one. Yeah, and then you got Southern Wayne in third at five and one. So you got three teams with one or zero losses. Kind of a three. Little bit of a three horse race yeah. for that it's Quad actually, County yeah, right it's now. It's actually a very interesting conference. I mean, you can't really pick a team right now. In yeah. That conference. Like, you know, the girls, you figure Southern Winter Fike, but the boys, really, it's one of three three teams right now. And, you know, yeah, that, so you can now sneak into the picture, but it's, it seems like it's going to be East Wake, Acock, or Southern Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there, there's still games to come between those three teams, so those will be big. Uh, looking at another team that's got aspirations, very strong, very likely aspirations of winning its conference, the Beddingfield girls, uh, 
We'd heard some whispers. I would bet heavily on them. If, right. If, in fact, I did bet on high school sports, which I do not. We, we heard, we'd heard some whispers, perhaps, from, out, from outside parts of Eastern Wayne potentially being able to challenge Bettingfield well, this year. Well, they won 11 games already. I mean, Eastern Wayne? I thought they had. Maybe I'm wrong. They have a win. Yeah, they're 11 and 4 yeah, after yeah. last night. Spoiler alert, they did not challenge Bettingfield last night. <laughs> Bettingfield went to Eastern Wayne last night, won 59 37 to improve to 14 and 1 in conference play. But that's the or thing. 14 and 1 overall, 3 and 0 in conference play. There's always a team stepping up with a good non conference record. Bettingfield just torches them. They, right. tor- they, they haven't come close to losing. They've won 15 new six games in, since last year. What, two in the conference or a 10 regular season, two tournament, and now three this year? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, who, who you got, new six? No, I mean, you got, <laughs> you'll get the rest of the Bettingfield schedule. I mean, they'll play Eastern Wayne again at home. Again, not much confidence from the uh, Well, they Warriors. have a big game at Princeton. Because Princeton's 0-2, but Princeton is a quality team in that yeah. conference. They still um, play yeah. Princeton twice. They still play North Johnston again. Yeah. They still play at Goldsboro. But at Princeton on Friday. So, I think at Eastern Wayne and at Princeton on Friday. This is a big week. I mean, To really so, kind of solidify that. It's a big that. week to circle, but let's face it, if the Lady Bruins do what they're supposed to do, it's not going to be a big week. For them, because they're going to win by probably fifteen or twenty points, and then you still got uh, your two matchups against Spring Creek as well. Yeah, so. and Spring Creek, an improved team. But I'm, let's face it, Bettingfield is going to win that conference, and they just need to focus on how deep they can go in the two A postseason. Well, they're the number three ranked team in that uh, that two A East um, Max Preps. Yeah, that ma- the Max Preps two A East girls rankings right now. Well. So. That they should be able to set themselves up if they hold serve to to stay home for to the to stay playoffs. at home for a while. Come yeah, come playoff time, at least. yeah. So no, I mean this is and you know this is Denisha's senior year. So this is kind of you know this is your time to make that run if you're betting field. Yeah, Denisha Briggs, the, the, the scoring leader for the Lady Bruins. But I mean, look look at the game last night. You had T.J. Harris almost with a triple double. Um, Dig of a double double and steals. Pinky Marshall's starting to come on, had a career-high 18 points the other day, last week. Um, it's not just Denisha, and that's well, not... Well, that's, that's, what, yeah, that's what you need if you're betting. That's not good for whoever's playing right. Bettingfield. You, you, you need, if that supporting cast... If Denisha's getting hers, and, the, and I'd say if she, she gets hers, gets and, hers. Two, and two other... If two other people in Bettingfield are, are scoring in double figures, Bettingfield probably won the game. Yeah. Yep. Most likely. At least at least especially for the rest of the regular season and in the start of the playoffs. You get deeper in, then maybe we can start talking about it. Um, but, but back to the point that we started making early in this year that for the basketball the girls basketball teams at Hunt, Fike and Bettyfield, this is the best season that I can remember in a long time. All three teams are good teams, quality fun to watch. Yeah. Entertaining games. This has been one of the best years for the three Wilson County schools girls basketball teams in a while. Yeah, I mean, you look around the area. I mean, you've got Southern Nash is, you know, they're they're improved over last year. They've got Jeremiah Walker playing pretty well, and then you mean you look Wilson Christian doing uh, their thing that they always yeah. do, which is marching towards a state championship. You've got Greenfield. You've got, I mean, you got Serenity. So I mean, it, it's a really good year for girls basketball. Like we've said already, we're gonna have a heck of a time picking out that all area team come yeah. March. Yeah, it's gonna be fun this year. So. We've also got uh, Wilson Prep, yeah. basket, boys basketball, and the girls are having a segue into the girls there. They're having a, a year to forget right now, but, but hey, they it's, might it's all have, about the future for them. But yeah, And they might have a, cha- a strong chance to get a win uh, 
Equally winless Kip Pride tonight for the Lady Tigers. So let's see if they can get off the uh, schneid and get their uh, get their first win. Yeah, but, but 9 Wilson Prep, 0-8 Kip Pride, like I said, this is you, you don't want to go winless if you're Wilson Prep. I mean, you want to have at least a couple wins that you can point to for these right. young players. Like, hey, you know, here's what it looks like when we can buy in and do the things that we need to do. So... This is a big night for them tonight. Yeah, big night for them tonight. The boys are playing Kip Pride. Big game for the boys, though. They are 9-6 and six overall, but 7-0 and oh in the track. They have struggled because they play. Look at their non-conference. I mean, non-conference Greenfield, schedule. Farmville Central twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bardo, I mean, from, which yeah, is I mean, from just Florida. Like, yeah, all the showcase. And, Our Lady and of Christmas Good Counsel tournament. from Maryland. So, I mean... But what's important for them is out of state. North Edgecombe here Friday night. That's yes. another hurdle. I mean, truthfully, there's like two teams, I think maybe three, if you count Southeast Halifax, Northampton County, and North Edgecombe, that can give the Tigers a loss, the, the boys' team. One. And they've already won at North Edgecombe, and now they're, and they've won at home against Northampton County. Like I said, they're 7 and 0 in the eight team league. Already been through it. This is the second trip through. And so uh, they'll be playing. Um, I'm sorry, this is not the second trip through. They're still in the first trip through. It's a ten-team league, but they're playing uh, North Edgecombe at home on Friday. They win that game, and North and uh, Wilson Prep is, you know, is looking pretty good for their conference for the yeah. second year in a row. Well, and it's it's. I mean, it's got to be desperation mode for North Edgecombe on Friday because you look, Wilson Prep is seven and zero. They're Six and three, they dropped to six and four with two losses to Wilson Prep. They can pretty much kiss any shot at that top seed in the conference goodbye. Yeah, and you know the whole track, the Tar Roanoke Conference, they're getting their hackles up again over Wilson Prep at the game Friday night that ended before it, the clock ran out because fans ran on the floor to celebrate a dunk, which was a one-sided game for Wilson Prep. Obviously, concern. Don't run on the floor, folks. Yeah, Keep, don't be doing that. Have fun. Do what you want to do, but stay in the stands. Running on the floor of a high school game that is not over is a big no-no. Do not do it. Well, and it's. I mean, it's just dangerous too. It, I mean, it's you don't, dangerous. You, you don't know what it, it's. Yeah. So hopefully that was just one moment of you know uh, unbridled enthusiasm yeah. and it Which, won't be a like, safety I mean, issue because it know, is a safety issue with it, people on the floor. It, and you know, like I said, hopefully they just you know get that under control and don't have stuff like that happening because it it is an awesome atmosphere if you go right. over there to a game at Wilson Prep. I mean, I highly, especially on a Friday night, a big game, I highly recommend it. it it's very. You know, very exciting. A lot of good energy in there in that gym. That right. Wilson Prep plays a brand of basketball that's really fun to watch. So no, I mean it's 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 a good time over there for sure. Yeah, I'm just worried about last year. They were supposed to, you know, highest seed supposed to host the Tarona uh, tournament championship, and then somehow that got changed, and then the Tigers had to go up to Northampton. <laughs> Some sort of wonder, like, oh well, we can't host it at your place. So let's see what's going to happen. There's always some hijinks going on in that conference, but hey, Wilson Prep boys are on track to win that conference again. And once they get into playoffs and they're playing just one A teams, you know, I'm I'm looking for them to go deep. Yeah, no, I think they're setting up to do that once again. Uh, we'll wrap it up looking at Barton again briefly. Oh, uh, hold on. Let's not forget the Queen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You've got some uh, a, a big career record milestone to talk about from this yes, weekend. Yes, yet another one for Sandra Langley, the Queen of high school basketball coaches in North Carolina. And I say the Queen, she's the king, too, because she won her eight. She's now got 820 wins. They beat Wes Craven last night. But Saturday, 
They had the balloons filled up. A little bit of pressure on her uh, on her Cougars to win that game. It was her 819th career victory. That puts her one more than Harvey Reed, the legendary late coach at uh, Elm City, Frederick Douglass, Elm City High, and Fike High, who had 818 wins as the boys' coach. Um, and Sandra Langley was already the girls' winningest coach from 2014. So what a career milestone. There's really not a whole lot left for her to do except for keep winning, which I expect her to do. But, hey, the, the Cougars are looking pretty good. They're 11-4. Jerlisa Pridgen, one of the most dynamic performers around here. We talked about a, a girls all-area team. Man, she's having a great year, too. And uh, it was a lot of fun to see. I mean, just a historic day in Edgecombe County to be sitting there in that gym with a sign on the wall. The gym is named for her. That's not something a whole lot of people get done when they're still alive, uh, much less still coaching. But they did it years ago because why not? And uh, for her to, you know, be surrounded by former players, some of her former players are the mothers of some of her current or recent players. You know, it's a thing, man. And it, it was, and I can remember, you know, I was in high school when Sandra started coaching. And I remember when they, their first four years were off the charts. They finished second, third in the state their first two years as a school in the 3A level and then won two undefeated state championships. I mean, no program in North Carolina has had a better first four years than that. So, and it's been good ever since. Yeah. So no. congratulations to you, Coach Langley. You keep doing it. Yeah. No, it's really, really impressive what she's been able to have done and said she'll, you know, go down and, you know, anytime you talk about high school basketball history in North Carolina for the years to come, you're going to have to talk about Sandra Langley. Yeah, you need to talk about it beyond North Carolina. She's amazing. Exactly. No, definitely. And. As I said, then looking at as we wrap up, looking at the a team we talked about at length last last week, uh, we'll talk about them just briefly here because they've got a game tonight that we won't know the result of before we publish that, and that's the Barton men's basketball team. Big game tonight, hosting a- UNC Pembroke. I think Barton is nine and zero in conference. Carolina's play the Bra- the Braves are nine and one. I mean, this is this is a gauntlet for Barton right now. You look at they yeah. beat. Belmont Abbey on Saturday. They're they're getting thrown team after team that's looking to challenge them in for that top spot in Conference Carolinas, and so far they've held up. Yeah, and there there's aren't blowout. Those are tight wins, and I mean you know tight wins are tough. You 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 know you have to stay at a high focus throughout. You don't, there's no relaxing, and so to win a game and to come out of those games three point one point wins. I mean it, you know, and then go on the road. And take the pounding that they take. It's it's a tough stretch, and they are they are just sort of fighting through it. And now they're playing the UNC Pembroke team, preseason favorite. They're still ranked. Barton's not ranked. Um, Pembroke, well, Barton's got too many non-conference losses, probably. But UNC Pembroke, I think the last time I looked in NABC poll, that was last week. They were thirteenth, fifteenth. Can't remember. Anyway, the important thing is they're ranked, and Barton is. They're coming to Wilson Gym tonight, and uh, we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, the Barton women obviously having a down year, but they're, uh, they they came off a win the other day, so let's see if they can string some together. Yeah, no, it's uh, tough slutting for them, but, you know, they've got some people stepping up. Lauren Walker's having another really good year for them at guard, so we will see what happens tonight, and we will be back next week to talk about that and much more with you all, but until then, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye.